Welcome to How to Stop Wanting Him Back, a podcast on not just getting over your ex, but into yourself. I'm Claire, the Heartbreak Coach. Let's make what feels impossible possible. Hi, loves. Welcome to episode 39 Heartbreak for the Holidays. As I've said in many episodes, obviously, I have been there. I actually recall a heartbreak that is not the rock bottom heartbreak, which trust me, that was a heavy holiday for sure to move through. But my first real adult heartbreak happened before that rock bottom situation. And I've referenced this heartbreak before. He is now someone who I consider to be a dear friend. This was now over 10 years ago. We were friends before we dated, and it has evolved into a beautiful friendship now. And I just remember it was the first time that I experienced that brutal pain where I felt I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't show up and put a game face on with my family at church on Christmas. The pain was so crippling. I remember keeling over in the shower, just completely devastated by this loss. We were madly in love, but we were very much on different pages about what a relationship looks like on paper. You can love someone madly and that person can love you madly back and have a very different way of operating in a relationship. And at the time, I remember so clearly I was 28. I'm now 38. So yeah, I guess 10 holidays ago. I remember believing he must not love me because if he really loved me, he would show up and do it my way. (laughs) Really and truly, that's what I thought. Well, this is what love is supposed to be. This is what love should look like. And if he really loved me, he wouldn't have finally cut the cord because it was a year of making up and breaking up, making up and breaking up. And he finally said, we cannot do this anymore. We are torturing ourselves. We are torturing each other. And I didn't really believe that it was done because we kept making up and breaking up. That was our pattern. And I found out months later, he had pretty quickly moved on with someone else. And I remember being so angry that our mutual friends knew and no one told me. But honestly, looking back, it was such a blessing in disguise because I had no coping skills. I had no tools. That breakup was the first catalyst of launching me onto my self-help journey, which initially started with discovering yoga as a more spiritual outlet. I had been living in LA when I was experiencing this heartbreak. And I always say it was just the cliche case of an actress landing in LA and moving through heartbreak and her roommates who are also actresses said, you need to check out this kind of yoga. It's called Kundalini yoga. And I was like, Kundalini, what? And it was so trippy and weird. I actually was just thinking the other day, I would love to go back, but I showed up every single day, just in tears, 
chanting all kinds of crazy chants that I don't even know what they meant, but it was the only thing that made me feel like I had as a safe space to just move through all of this, just at the time, unbearable pain that felt like it just felt to me that I was never, ever going to heal and I was never going to get over him. And I remember feeling so much pressure to show up with my family to return back to New York and have a smile on my face and appreciate the time with them. And I just couldn't do it. I had nothing in me. And again, no tools. I was just starting to scratch the surface with yoga and meditation and really understand my role and how I was showing up and how I attracted this man into my life to learn a much greater lesson that had nothing to do with the minutia of what he did and said and what I did and said, because especially it was not an abusive relationship. It was not a situation where I was cheated on or lied to or misled by any means. It was just two people. And if I say so myself, as as damaged as I didn't even realize that I was, but looking back, it was two damaged people who had experienced pain and trauma in their past that were playing out these roles for each other to, to wake up and say, wow, this isn't really about you. This is about a much bigger healing opportunity. I hope that some of you who are listening right now don't feel alone, even if it feels like everyone around you is experiencing so much bliss and joy and happiness. And I say this to you as someone who has probably had the best year of her life. And I'm not saying that to rub that in your faces or in your ears, but I say it now to be on the other side, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to experience heartbreak in the future. That doesn't mean I'm not going to experience loss. Some of my clients who are heartbroken and really feeling heavy emotionally this holiday is because they've experienced loss of loved ones through death and reliving memories and having regrets about the relationships that they had with their loved ones where they wish that they had shown up differently or uh, had healthier, happier, more loving relationships with them and second guessing everything on top of experiencing the mourning of the loss. So of course, heartbreak happens on so many levels and can feel extra heavy in various ways during the holidays. So something that I really want to talk about in this episode is clean pain versus dirty pain. So Eckhart Tolle and Martha Beck talk about this. I don't know who created this theory, but I I studied with Martha Beck. That's where I trained to become a life coach. So I'm not sure if it was Martha who created this or Eckhart who created this, but I'm going to give them both the credit. They talk about clean pain and dirty pain. So clean pain is experiencing the loss, right? If you think about it, if you touch um, a burner that's been on for a while on your oven, right? And you touch it and your hand immediately burns up, your fingers burn up. You're going imedi- to immediately pull it away and say, ow, and put it under a cold faucet, right? And it will pass, but that's clean pain. You experience that. But dirty pain would be keeping your fingers on the burner while it's scalding hot. 
just keeping it there, knowing it's super painful and torturing yourself. I'm thinking about a particular client who experienced loss, and I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty about her situation, but on the one hand, she experienced an extremely painful loss many years ago. And every time the holidays come around, she just relives it like it was yesterday. And who am I to say as a heartbreak coach? Well, you know what? It's been 10 years, so move it along. You should just be over it, right? I'm not here to say, get the fuck over it. Whatever loss you experience and whatever comes up for you, you've got to look at it and you've got to be compassionate with yourself. And I know that that's easier said than done, but how many of you are listening right now and thinking, here I am again, whether you're doing a whole woe is me story of being alone during the holidays or a woe is me story of, oh my gosh, we broke up this time last year and I'm still not over him or her. And you're judging yourself on top of experiencing the loss. And so that's what was happening with my client is that she was experiencing the pain again and wondering what life could have been prior to this heartbreak that she experienced. So that's clean pain. And the dirty pain comes in where she starts to shame and blame herself. The dirty pain comes in where she questions decisions that she's made, where she continues to beat herself up. I I, I had another client today who's going through a breakup and I know weird, right? Because I'm a heartbreak coach. (laughs) Had to insert a little comic relief and She has been working with me for a while and has grown tremendously. And even how she's moving through this particular heartbreak, you know, she's experiencing the pain, but she's processing it in a much more self-aware, for lack of better words, evolved and conscious way. And yet there are sneaky thoughts that come up where she says, you should have known better. You were such an idiot to do that. And she's rewriting a whole shameful story in lonely and weak moments because that's what her brain is comfortable doing. Her brain was comfortable doing that for so many years. And I was coaching her throughout that entire relationship where she really showed up and she really shifted her mind around differences between her and her now ex. Now she wants to shame and blame herself of I'm such an idiot. Why did I put up with that? Right? And lucky her, I was with her at that time and coaching her at that time. She had a choice. She had a choice to leave and write this person off. And she had a choice to stay and grow and really evaluate. Is the love that I have for this person worth it for me to stay? Is the connection that we have worth it for me to stay here and work through our differences? I'm I'm going through something similar in the new relationship that I'm in where I've had to reevaluate certain plans that I had for myself that won't be if I continue this relationship with this person. And so is that worth it for me because of the connection that I have? And right now I'm saying yes. So a couple of years down the road or 10 years down the road, if it doesn't work out, I don't get to look back and say, oh, Claire, you were such an idiot. That's where the dirty pain comes in. So moving through heartbreak in the holidays, the loss in and of its own right is going to be painful. So how do you move through that 
consciously. I wish that I could tell you guys, heartbreak for the holidays, here's how you cure it. The way you cure it is you feel it. You move through it. You let yourself sleep in. You tell family members, I'm not going to show up for holiday services. I don't have it in me. I'm actually not up for going to that holiday party. And if you feel like going to the holiday party, go to the holiday party. But I'm just encouraging you to ask yourself, what is it that I need instead of putting on a game face for everyone else? I'm asking you to let yourself fall the fuck apart and feel the gut-wrenching pain. Be like me 10 years ago and keel over and cry in the shower and feel like the whole world is coming to an end. Go numb out on Ben and Jerry's or I just told a client, she said, I don't have any thought work in me. I don't want to meditate. I am just in so much pain. And I don't know, I guess you're going to tell me I should surrender. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I am. Fuck the thought work. Fuck meditating. Stop trying to do in order to feel better. Sometimes that emotional pain, that loss is so cripplingly overwhelming that all you can do is just let yourself feel it. Curl up in a ball, wrap yourself up. And I always reference my now two Pottery Barn faux fur blankets that I like to call my boyfriends. Um, Wrap yourself up and nurture yourself and nourish yourself and be gentle with yourself and kind with yourself and surround yourself with people who love you and want to hold the space for you and nurture you and just wrap yourself up in all the love that is available to you and allow yourself and ask your brain, how can I give that love to myself? This is how you move through the clean pain. But when your thoughts start to indulge stories like you were such an idiot or how could he do this to me or why would he say this and then go and do the opposite that's where you're really starting to indulge dirty pain and I know that it isn't easy to just stop that tape playing but every single time you go there and beat yourself up and shame and blame yourself and go over what shoulda coulda happened right? Or what you wish that you would have said or done, it's never going to serve you. Neither is sending an email to stick it to him because I have done that multiple times and I have never gotten the response that I've wanted. And I hear from clients, but if I just said, but if I just reached out and just, if I had one more and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And maybe it is a little bit of personal projection, But you are lying to yourself if you think that you are wanting to just say one more thing to give yourself that closure. You're always going to be looking for a response. There is no email that I have ever written to a man where I quote unquote want to get closure and just wrap up the year in a nice, neat bow because of the holidays, whether you want to stick it to him or whether you just, you just want to let him know that you've learned and grown so much. And you're just looking for that little bit of a window that maybe if he got that email, he'd have something to say, or if he sees how much you've grown or how far you've come, or if you put him in his place that he's going to be like, Oh my God, Claire, 
I made the biggest mistake of my life. Take me back. No, you get to give yourself that closure because then you're torturing yourself even more and creating even more dirty pain by leaving that door open and waiting and wondering to see if he's ever going to respond. Now, some of you might be listening and say, well, my friend did that. And he totally wrote back and was like, I've been thinking of you. I love you. I want you back. Sure. There's an exception to every rule. There's an exception to every theory. I still would go out on a limb and say majority of cases, every time you do that, you don't get the response that you want because you're writing it more likely than not writing a message and lying to yourself that you don't need a response. You don't need him to say anything back. You just want to say it for you. And I think that's total bullshit a majority of the time. At least that's what I've experienced in my own life and what I have seen clients do to themselves. So how can you just allow yourself to move through the clean pain of the loss, cry it out, wrap yourself up in a yummy blanket, drink tea, watch Parks and Rec. That's my favorite go-to for hilarity or whatever it is, Friends, Seinfeld, all the oldies yet goodies and just be really, really kind to yourself. And then every time your brain starts to go, but I just want to say one more thing or I just need this closure ask yourself, how can I give that closure to myself? Maybe you write the letter and you get it all out and then you have a beautiful ritual and maybe you invite a friend who you trust who can create that safe space with you and burn it and send it out into the ethers and decide that your 2020 is going to be different. Decide that you are going to show up and heal your heart in a way that you've never healed it before and get so much clarity on why this person entered into your life. And the the coach in me says, well, is the why really that important? I think that that really kind of goes more down the therapy track, which all of you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, I'm a huge fan of therapy. Go back to my episodes with Ashley Graber, my godsend therapist. Therapy is amazing. But even beyond the why, just recognizing your role and your lesson in attracting that person to heal whatever pain, to heal whatever feelings of lack that you had within yourself that attracted that person and go give that to yourself. And of course I'm biased. I think the best way to do that is with a coach, having someone who you trust, who you've done your research on, who you know will observe your mind in a way that you would never be able to call out on your own. I just did uh, Insta stories today on Instagram. Follow me at Claire, the heartbreak coach, Claire with an I, if you're not already, uh, I give a lot of content on gems of wisdom or inspiration that I experience in my personal life or with my clients. But I was talking t- today about how my coach, Stacey Bayman, my business coach, She coached me hard yesterday about my goals for next year with my business and the way that I want to expand it. And I was just feeling so much resistance because I've never done it before because the thoughts that I had were it's too hard. 
I'll never get it to that level. I mean, yeah, I got my business to where it is now, but oh my God, that next level, no, that's not going to be me, right? I want to just resist the growth. And my body physically wants to shut down. I've been getting great night's sleep. There was a period of time where I wasn't sleeping that well for a couple of months. I've been sleeping like a baby, really taking care of myself. And I just took a really long nap in the middle of the afternoon because I'm pushing my brain. I'm asking my brain, what would I be thinking with my business at the next level? I just want to keep naturally resisting it because I've never gone there before. And it's so natural for your brain to want to resist being healed because it's way easier to be attached to the vision that you had with this person. But if this person isn't in your life right now, how do you want to show up? What do you want to be thinking and feeling? What do you want to create in your life? Do you want that person to be consuming your brain and your heart for the next year? Are you listening to this episode right now and saying, oh my God, I just can't shake him. I can't, I can't, I can't. It's never going to happen. I'm never going to meet anyone like him or her. Nobody does it for me like him or her. I want that fiery connection. I, no one gets my humor and we just clicked. I know I felt this way in my acting days of, oh, he just gets me because I'm an artist and that just matters to me so much. And I, the amount of dudes in my mid twenties through early thirties who I, I, I almost said wasted time, but now I look at it as golden time because I get to share with you all the what not to do stories, right? But if the person isn't available and he or she isn't here and it didn't work out, you get to grab your life by the balls, my loves. One of my favorite expressions. And decide, how do I want to show up? 100% you get to heal your heart with your mind. And I think there's no better way to do that than with a coach. And if it's not me, there are so many amazing coaches out there because I know I'm a a very specific flavor and I'm not for everybody. And I don't think I should be for everybody. My coaches aren't for everybody, but sitting around waiting for time to pass, sitting around waiting for someone else to replace your ex is not the answer. And I know at this time of year, we want to just feel love and romance and connection and peace in our families and have those who passed away come back, right? But when we argue with reality, we suffer. My favorite Byron Katie quote, everything is unfolding exactly the way it's supposed to. And you always get to seek out the lesson. You always get to be extra compassionate and kind with yourself and take the best care of yourself. And you always get to manage your mind and say a hell no to indulgent stories about shaming and blaming yourself, shaming and blaming your ex, shoulda, woulda, coulda in yourself and really resisting what is, I wish he was here. Is that really true? Do you really think that that is the answer to having a better holiday. And right now you might be believing that and that is totally okay. But can you put your hand on your heart as my favorite Ashley Graber has said to me so many times. She said that to me throughout so many years of therapy in my early thirties. And I was so resistant to putting my hand on my heart and taking a breath and finding my feet on the ground and being with 
that really strong pressing thought that created so much pain for me that I was so resistant to transforming. If you're so resistant to transforming your thought, can you just be with the pain? Because those are your two options. I can be with it and love myself through it and take the best care of myself and tell myself that I love myself even when all you want is for the object of your affection to love you, that is the work. And I, I even like cringe a little bit sharing that with you guys, because I know so many of you are listening saying, fuck that. I don't want that to be my work. I want him to love me. I want her to ask for me back. But when that's not happening, how can you love on you? How can you be the kindest to yourself? How can you stop those shaming and blaming thoughts? And if you can't stop them, can you just notice them as a compassionate witness and breathe through it and ask for what you need from your loved ones during the holidays and put boundaries up and say no with love? I I don't have it in me, but you're my best friend. You have to be at my holiday party. I actually don't. I have to take the best care of myself. And, and even allow others to judge you. Oh my God, I can't believe she didn't come to the party. She's like so brokenhearted and they were like only together for a month. Fuck all of it. Whatever pain you're experiencing, how can you put you first? That is the first step towards self-love. Choosing you, learning how to say no, to take the best care of you, allowing others to be in judgment of you, even your best friends, and allowing them to feel disappointed that you're choosing you over them. That is the work, my loves. It is not easy. It is not fun. But that is the gateway into just saying yes to yourself and opening your heart up to you versus continuing to open your heart up to unavailable people. And they don't have to be bad people. They don't have to be dicks. They don't have to be bitches. They just aren't your person right now. So how can you be your person right now, especially at this time of year and say yes to yourself and show up in a different way and commit to a whole up-leveled version of you. I started this year out with wanting to create 20 clients and love in my life. And I've got five weeks left. Both goals have been created. I'm a little shy of my financial goal, but it looks like I'm going to hit it in the next month. I'm here to say that the work works. And I'm also here to say that it is It is exhausting at times and challenging at times and discouraging at times. And my year has had a lot of anxiety and it has all been worth it. The getting up every morning, the doing the thought work, the mindset work, the showing up consistently with both of my coaches, working my ass off, creating the money to pay for them because they ain't cheap. And it has been worth every penny. It's worth me living in a smaller place. It's worth not taking extravagant vacations and only traveling for family and for work right now. All of it has been worth it to create what was most important to me to create. So are you ready to create a healed heart? Are you ready 
to create space for dreams beyond your wildest imagination. Because even in this new relationship that I'm experiencing, it's a situation and it's a person and it's a dynamic. And again, I just, I'm right now at this point, not ready to share all the details, but it is, there There have been some curveballs and some twists and turns that I never could have said, oh, I'm signing up for that. And everything in me, because of all this work, because of my level of self-awareness, because of my deep connection with listening to my body and my gut and constantly doing inquiry of myself and, and doing the work with my coaches who know me so well, how right it feels and not needing to bounce that off 9 million people in my peanut gallery, which is what I used to do. And even when I share details of this new relationship and some people are like, Ooh, Oh, but is that going to work for you? And it's like, yeah, thanks for your concern. Like I know what works for me. And I used to second guess everything and need every loved one's opinion and all of the things. And now it's just, no, I know what works for me. I know what feels right. I know that this person just is perfect for me right now. It's still early days, but it, it's perfect for me right now. And I want that for all of you. I want you to be so clear and so strong and feel so capable and so certain about what your life can look like and what you can create in your love life, in your work life, in your financial life, in your relationship to yourself, in your relationship to your body, to your family, to your friends, to your job. All of it is within yourself. If you are ready, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, subscribe and connect with me. I do right now have a couple of spots left. Let's wrap up 2019 with so much clarity and certainty about where you are right now and exactly where you want to go. And let's make 2020 your best year yet. So much love, especially to all my loves out there who are feeling extra heavy in their hearts this holiday season. This does not have to be every holiday season. We've all been through it. And honestly, I think for anyone who has not experienced a heavy holiday, and isn't listening to some self-help podcast or reading some self-help book or isn't working with a coach or isn't working with a therapist, that's their loss because I think these painful times are absolute opportunities to show up, rise to the occasion, learn your deeper lesson and completely thrive and soar because of it. And the pain might feel like such a brutal price to pay, but I'm here on the other side. I now do what I do. I thought for probably 36 years, I'm about to be 39. I would say 37 years that the only thing I was really put on this earth to do was to act. And I just let go of my agents and my manager a few months back because every time I was getting an audition for the months leading up to that, I was annoyed (laughs) that it would potentially interfere with my coaching. That's how much I love this work. That's how much I believe in this work. That's how much I just 100% know that this works. work works because I am a product of the product and 100% this can be you as well. So message me if you are ready 
and have a beautiful holiday. Again, be kind and gentle and so, so loving to yourself because you are so, so worth it. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. Hey, love. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down and would like to deepen this work with me as your coach, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com forward slash work dash with dash me and apply for my six month one-on-one coaching program where we'll not only heal your heart, but take your entire life to the next level. I can't wait to read your application.